this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup of all the best events happening in and around Oxford. Today's date is Wednesday the 25th of November and here with me today is Orla. Hey. And Mike. Hiya. Uh, what have you guys got for us? So this week I'm going to be talking about some award-winning Irish theatre, a lecture for football fans and I'll have a bit of a cinema roundup as well. I'm looking at a local music festival, the Varsity Jazz Off and some great advent activities that are going on around Oxford. Cool. I had a chat with the Oxford Theatre Guild about their latest production. There's some winter storytelling coming up and an announcement from Boswell's. And on Advent, as Mike has brought it up, we're going to be having an Advent calendar that's going to be on the site from the 1st of December. So it's going to be sort of a little game, a quiz to play each day, and it might feature some familiar faces from around Oxford. So make sure you check that out. There'll be a link to it on our homepage from the 1st of December. Katie's been working really hard on it. It's looking very exciting. It looks good. Thank very you. tenuous Christmas things. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> some of them are relevant. <laughs> we also have a Christmas page and New Year's Eve page, so check it out for bus times, festive events, and all sorts of recipes and other interesting bits. But we normally start with our Oxford fact. What have you got, Katie? So, exciting news from Boswell's. They're opening a tea room. (laughs) So I went to the launch last night. I tried a few of their products. I had some very nice scones, tiny little scones. I had some tasty cakes from Happy Cakes Company. I even got some pipe one. Mm. Oh, that's quite cool. Uh, it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> some great sparkling Chardonnay from Brightwell Vineyard. It looks like a really nice space, a great place to go and chill out after a hard day's shopping. And whereabouts in Boswell's is it? It's on the first floor, just as you go in the sort of Broad Street entrance. Just by go up the, the stairs. By the toys. Yes, I was oh, eyeing them great. up. <laughs> and it's called, did you say it was called 1738? So it's called that because that's when Boswell's first opened. Boswell's is Oxford's oldest independent department store, and so they named the tea room after that. I wonder in 1738 what departments there would have been. <laughs> like the haberdashery. Uh, <laughs> I think the kitchen implements would look quite different. Uh, Surgical. Scary. Yeah, frightening. (laughs) There's a grand opening happening on Saturday with a ribbon cutting by Mr. Claus himself. That's right, Santa's coming to Oxford. So make sure you head down there. (laughs) Do you get to sit on his knee? I have no idea. (laughs) So yeah, head down to Boswell's and try out their new tea room. So this week is the Oxford City Festival 2015. And it's a local music festival that's been running for a few years now. And it's kind of designed as a platform for local bands to just give them somewhere to play in kind of a festival thing, and it's quite exciting. It's already started and it's going on until Sunday, and there are sort of around 30 gigs-ish and sort of a big after-party on the 4th, and they're just, they're catering for everything, you know, they've got metal and punk and swamp rock and funk and disco and two Beatles tributes. (laughs) (laughs) It's wicked, and it's at a load of venues all around the city, so Bullingdon, Cellar, the O2, the Library, the Bear, Marsh Harrier, the Wheat Sheaf and Jericho Tavern, then possibly a couple of others. There are Oxford classics like Balloon Ascents, of course, playing on the 29th in the Bullingdon. There's also Lucy Mare on uh, Saturday at the Bear and Duotone Friday at the Jericho Tavern. But also lots of people you haven't heard of, which is good fun. It's kind of the point of it, really. Tonight at the library, John Otway is playing. Um, legend. The legend, the enigmatic legend that is John Otway. 
Um, he describes himself as the two-hit wonder and the clown Prince of Pop. And he's got a documentary about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's um, actually a really well-acclaimed documentary. I'd like to see it. He's basically not that good a musician, but that's kind of the point. That he's kind of built this cult career out of PR stunts. And the documentary was one. He booked out the Leicester Square Odeon for his premiere. Um, and they shot the final scenes of the movie on the red carpet the morning of the premiere. Which is cool. And then um, he sort of took it to the Cannes Film Festival with like hundreds of his fans dressed up as him. <laughs> it's just mad. And he's sort of at the Bear every May morning here and he comes from near Oxford. So he's playing tonight at the library, so you could go and see him. But that's the Oxford City Festival that's running throughout the week everywhere. And we've got all the listings on our website, so check them out there. And I've got a bit of theatre that's on tonight at the North Wall. It's only on one night, so do make sure you catch it if you're interested. Uh, it's a play called Disco Pigs by the playwright Ender Walsh. Well, actually, he's much more than a playwright these days. But Ender Walsh wrote Chat Room, The New Electric Ballroom, Woolworth Farce and Bally Turk, amongst many other plays. He's also adapted works for stage and screen now, though. He wrote the stage musical for Once, which was the film, oh. which won uh, Tony's and Olivier's um, in London and on Broadway. And he wrote the screenplay for Hunger, which was the film about IRA hunger striker Bobby Sands. It was directed by Steve McQueen, starring Michael Fassbender. It was an amazing film. He's actually most recently written a musical with David Bowie, which, <laughs> opened, about a, which opened about a week ago off-Broadway. And oh, that was started previews, and it opens, I think, on the 7th of December, so we'll h- hear the reviews then. But it sounds amazing. That's amazing. Bowie <laughs> <is>, does musical. <laughs> his big breakout hit, though, was Disco Pigs. Um, it opened in Cork in 96, I think it was, starring Killian Murphy and Eileen Walsh in the two lead roles. And it's about these two teenagers who were born minutes apart and became best friends. And they kind of live in their own little dream world and they've created their own language that they communicate in. They go out for their 17th birthday and they get all boozed up and basically it's the real world colliding with their one and all hell breaks loose. And it's all in their own language as well. It's just a two-hander play. It was then adapted into a film in 2001, which also starred Killian Murphy, which didn't do so well, but the play was an enormous Edinburgh hit. I don't know if it's been on in Oxford before, but I'm pretty excited about it. I'm going to try and go tonight. It's at the North Wall, tonight only, 8 o'clock. Tickets are £13 and £11 concessions. There are about 25 tickets left the last time I looked. Now, something to get you in the winter mood, for winter is coming. Back by popular demand, C.S. Lewis's Narnia is back at the Story Museum and you have the opportunity to go along and listen to some storytelling. I was so gutted. I only heard about this Narnia thing at the Story Museum after it shut, so it's awesome that it's back. It is. I went there when it was open and it was just amazing. So you actually go through a wardrobe, sort of go between some fur coats and then end up coming out in Narnia with a lamppost. Yes, it was totally unexpected and it was just fantastic. Do you get any Turkish delight? Well, it's funny you should say that. <laughs> you not only get Turkish delight, you also get a you get to sit on a sleigh and go through the wardrobe. I don't know whether you're allowed to wear the coats, but that'd be great. Mm. Uh, so the storytelling is every Friday until the 18th of December. This Friday it starts at 6 p.m., but other Fridays it starts at five. The storytelling is free with your ticket to the museum and lasts about 20 minutes. So make sure to book your time slot tomorrow night. The children's literary editor for the Sunday Times, Nicolette Jones, is giving a talk about the best books for Christmas. If you're struggling to be inspired as to what to get your children or teenagers for Christmas, why not head along to this event? And she will give you recommendations and advice as to what to buy. There's an opportunity after the event to buy the books. And the event starts at 6.30 and is £6 or £5 for concession. This got me thinking, 
What is your favourite winter or Christmas story? The snowman. Oh, yeah. I heard this, this amazing Christmas story. This little girl has this telescope. <laughs> She's looking at the moon. <laughs> There's this guy on the moon. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> you can enjoy that. <laughs> is the Oasis playing too. as well? I think they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite winter story is Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah, it's good. Without a doubt. A classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. But Eve. not the Dickens Christmas Carol, specifically the Muppets. No, it has to be the Muppets. Yeah. Watch okay, it every year. What film do you watch at Christmas that is not a Christmas film, uh, but you end up mm. watching every Christmas? The Iron Giant. Mm. Mm. It's always on. <laughs> <laughs> I always watch Bridge on the River Choir with my dad. It's about three hours long, and but Alec Guinness is amazing, and it's always on every Christmas. It's so good. <laughs> like Ben-Hur. <laughs> <laughs> I watch EastEnders. Christmas special. Christmas special. <laughs> um, so that's the Narnia storytelling at the museum every Friday and the best books for Christmas on tomorrow evening. Well, my next event actually clashes with that on Friday, uh, oh. but it's only on this week. So you could uh, go to my one this week and then go to the Story Museum next Friday. It's called The Beautiful Game and it's a lecture that's going to be on Mansfield College by Greg Dyke. So Greg Dyke is the chairman of the Football Association. He's also the chairman of the BFI, British Film Institute, and ATG, Europe's biggest theatre chain. So he's a busy man. He's also previously worked in print and broadcast journalism uh, for many years. He's kind of credited as being the first person to bring tabloid TV to British television with the six o'clock show to begin with, which had um, Danny Baker, Janet Street Porter, and Michael Aspel. And then he became director general of the BBC for about four years before the Hutton Inquiry and then he had to resign. Um, But he's a pretty accomplished man and very, very busy and is clearly going to have a lot of insight into loads of things, whether it's football or media or whatever. But I'm not entirely sure what he's going to be talking about. The title suggests it's mostly going to be football, but I think he'd be an interesting person to go and listen to for an hour anyway. It's on at five o'clock at Mansfield College on Friday. There's no ticketing, so it's, and I think it's going to be pretty busy, so I'd probably go along early to get a seat. And it's free entry as well, which is kind of ironic considering prices of going to a football match these days. But anyway, a football fan can go Balance to this instead. <laughs> He's giving something back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the beautiful game with Greg Dyke on Friday. If you've been affected by the recent cold weather as much as I have, then check out our clothes and accessories page to get some scarves and jumpers and stuff. Or you could warm yourself up with some spicy food. Mike recently went to Turtle Bay, the uh, newly opened Caribbean restaurant in Fryth Entry, and you can read his review online as well. I don't think our Oxcast will do much to warm you up, but please subscribe to it. This next event that I've got, the Varsity Jazz Off, is sort of quite close to my heart. There's a band in Oxford called the Oxford University Jazz Orchestra, who's part of the university. And they were founded in 1991 to sort of rival the other big band that was around, who've now sort of dissolved, so... Aljo one. There's a really, really good band. And it's students, so, you know, you can only expect so much from students. But we've had lots of really big gigs over the past few years. Last year, we did a massive gig in the Sheldonian, which was Duke Ellington's Sacred Concerts, with Scholar Cantorum, which is the, you know, the big choir. We played with Nigel Hitchcock, saxophonist, and Tina May, a singer. Really, really good fun. They've just released a new album, Looking Back, and a touring America in the summer. And so every year they do this vasty Battle of the Big Bands with Cambridge University Jazz Orchestra. And they're both really good bands, and they're quite contrasting, really. Aljo is traditionally a bit more fun, but Cujo is tighter band and play a little bit better. I feel like they should do it face-to-face with kind of breakdancing. Oh, yeah. Maybe some rap. 
Does that does that happen? No, I, maybe it will. I Do hope people so. wear flat peaks. What? No, what? <laughs> it's badass. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's gonna be really really cool. So go and check it out. It's at the Magdalen College Auditorium on Saturday, seven thirty, and it's eight pounds or five pounds concessions. I did once see a band called Broken Brass Ensemble literally having a trombone off, and the winner actually fell to the floor. Oh, yeah. yeah. It looked bad, and they had to revive them with lots of brass. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so Balkan brass bands are this massive thing, and I think it's in Croatia or maybe Serbia. There's this valley that's just this sleepy little rural valley. Every year it gets filled with this massive brass band festival. It looks great, and they have big battles and cool. you know play at each other. and Yeah, good fun. <laughs> Should have that in Oxford. <laughs> anyway, I've picked a few of my favourite films that are coming out this week to chat about. So films are always released on a Friday. They're on Friday to Thursday. Um, so all of these are coming out uh, this Friday. So the first one I've chosen is Bridge of Spies, which is a Coen Brothers and Matt Sharman script directed by Steven Spielberg, starring Tom Hanks and Mark Rylance. It's just like ticking all the boxes right here, isn't it? I mean, like, why would you not go to this? So it's a true story of an insurance lawyer who's called James B. Donovan, and he's played by Tom Hanks. And he is hired to defend a Soviet spy who is played by Mark Rylance and known as Rudolf Abel. And he's caught in America and he's put on trial. So Tom Hanks' character's job is to convince the Supreme Court that Abel cannot be tried as a traitor because he hasn't been treasonous against his own government. As he's not an American citizen, he hasn't been treasonous. The spy was basically doing his job, and so he wasn't doing anything really, really bad, wrong, should be killed for kind of thing. So it becomes a really important case constitutionally, but also he's trying to set a precedent for how they expect their captured spies to be treated overseas. And it's at the time when Gary Powers has just been captured by the Soviets after the U-2 spy plane was shot down over Russia. So it's a really interesting time, and they're also trying to get Gary Powers back while this guy is going on trial and stuff. So Tom Hanks becomes really important. The CIA try and get him on side and that ends up with a spy swap on a bridge in Berlin. And I'm sure there's lots of fedoras and trench coats and newspapers under left arms and the eagle flies at midnight and stuff like that. <laughs> at least I'm hoping so. But it looks really good. That's opening Friday. It'll be at George Street and The View. And then The Good Dinosaur, which is Disney Pixar animation, which looks lovely. So it's set on an alternative historical timeline where the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs didn't actually happen. And so dinosaurs have evolved while humans have as well. So they're living alongside each other and they're all, all fine. And also dinosaurs have evolved into an agricultural society. So the herbivores are now cultivating crops and the carnivores are running ranches with prehistoric cattle and stuff like that. Oh, but the story is basically a, a small human boy befriends a herbivore dinosaur and they become nice mates and then they like have adventures or whatever but it looks so nice and the the animation just looks stunning as well that's on at george street and the view also i think the score could be really interesting as well it's been scored by uh, michael and jeff Dana, who are brothers and um, michael won the oscar for his score of life of pi um oh. so that should be really nice and the last one is a film called radiator premiered at last year's bfi london film festival and it's about a middle-aged son who is summoned back home by his mother where his father is refusing to get off the sofa. Um, <laughs> and he's kind of infirm and they're in later life and the cottage is all falling down and it looks like a, a hoarder's house and it all, all looks awful in the Cumbrian hillside. And it looks like a really very British in its humour and I think it's quite moving as well small indie film that has managed to get picked up by the Pixar cinemas so it's going to be on at the Phoenix from Friday and it's running all week as well 
Moving towards Christmas, there's lots of Advent activities that are going to be super, super fun. First one is Advent at the Arboretum, which is at Harcourt Arboretum. If you haven't been, it's actually a really good place to go all time of the year. Where is it? It's sort of on the road to Wallingford from here. And it's kind of one of the university's ecological research lab type places. And, you know, they do things like counting daffodils. But they've got loads of really good trees and they do loads of activities all through the year, which is re- really, really good to go to. And so their Advent stuff is going to be super fun. They're doing wreath making and sort of seasonal tree decorations. And it's all for free. <laughs> it's amazing. Yay. There are a few wreath making workshops going around. Um, Some of them are really expensive. Yeah, yeah I know. Sort of mm. much more than a wreath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's free. We're running all this stuff this Saturday from 1 to 4 p.m. and just drop it any time. On Sunday at half three... There is an Advent carol service at St. Mary and St. John's Church on the Cowley Road, sort of on the corner of Cowley Road, Leopold Street, that's in support of Cowley Road Carnival. The Cowley Road Carnival is, you know, the massive event that runs every July, but they need loads of money to do it. So they have these fundraising events all through the year, and they try and keep the carnival feel and sort of have events for the community. That's what the carol service is. It's free, but there'll be a collection afterwards. And you get mulled wine, mint pies, have a good time. It's going to be great. That sounds excellent. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good Sunday afternoon activity. Yes. Moving on to next week now, Season's Greetings is being performed at the Old Fire Station. I had a chat with the director, Simon Tavener, and James Silk, who plays Clive, to find out what the play is about. Season's Greetings is a play about Christmas. We are in the home of Neville and Belinda Bunker, who have brought family and friends together to share a joyous Christmas time. Unfortunately, it doesn't quite go as planned, so we have things that go horribly wrong, so undercooked lamb and presents that get opened at the wrong time, and it ends up with someone being shot. Oh! It's a hugely funny play about Christmas that goes wrong, and we've all been at one of those. Yes, we have. (laughs) What made you choose Season's Greetings? I first saw the play when it was shown on TV back in the early 80s. And it's just one of those that sticks with you because it's about family Christmases and those tensions that you have between the elderly relative who's a bit of a bigot and the people who get a bit drunk and all those things that happen. And it just resonates so well. It is a Christmas piece about Christmas as we all live it. It's not trying to pretend it's anything other than it is. A complete and utter disaster some of the time. What's been your worst Christmases? It's possibly that moment where you have to put on the fake smile for the present that you really, really don't like. (laughs) Or, as happened to me last year, I gave my niece a present, only to find out that her mother had already given her that same present four hours earlier. Oh, no. So all the things I had gone out and bought for my niece, she'd already received that day, which was (laughs) a bit of a kick in the teeth. Yes. How about you, James? Um, I got a bizarre infection just before Christmas, and it made my whole face swell up. We had to rushed to the hospital, and um, my grandmother kept reassuring me, it doesn't look that bad, it doesn't look that bad. Then I heard her talking to a friend, saying, oh, he looks like the elephant man. (laughs) And everyone was getting very merry at Christmas, and because of the pills I was on, I I couldn't drink anything, I couldn't have any of the nice food. I just sat there in the corner, swollen up. (laughs) That was my worst Christmas, so so far. For more information about the rehearsal process, what's next for the Oxford Theatre Guild, and what their favourite scene is, listen to the Oxcast Extra. So that's Season's Greetings at the Old Fire Station from the 1st until the 5th of December, every evening at 7.30, and there's a matinee on Saturday. Tickets start at £13 and £11 for concession. To find full listings of all of these events and many more, go to dailyinfo.co.uk. There are new events being added all the time, and there are literally hundreds of things you could go to. 
for our best picks. Uh, subscribe on social media. So that's uh, Daily Info Oxford on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And make sure to keep an eye out for our advent calendar on the 1st. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info. Daily, daily, daily info.